Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Community Church. It's so good to have you listening to us today. Now, if you do not know about Community Church on our fourth Sundays, we tend to do things slightly differently and run a discovery Bible study rather than just have a full preach. So although there is a recording of today's service, it is not one that you should just listen to, it is one that you should interact with. So if you're listening to it out and about and you can't actually put some time into studying scripture for yourself, I'd recommend leaving it for a time you can actually put some time in to listen and to study on your own as well so if that is you right now that is great if it's not you can still listen to it but you might not get as much out of it as you usually would before we get into that there's just a couple of notices so we have a bunch of different retreats planned starting with our youth retreat on the 8th to 11th of august please let us know if you'd like to join we have more together festival which is our relational missions um everyone together festival on the 23rd to 26th of august so that'll be with a whole different bunch of churches you can book in now check our website or our app and then lastly we have our weekend away coming up on the 24th to the 26th of january in 2025 but it all come quickly so make sure you get booked in as soon as possible that's all the notices so let's get on with a discovery bible study morning okay so i'm not actually preaching this morning uh, we're still going to break into our groups uh, but just quickly before we do that uh, just introduce a few things so uh, my name is afam as nathan said um, we are going through a series called elect exiles from first peter and um, last week we had Kirsty bring us the word from 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 to 10. Uh, verse 9 in particular uh, was quite interesting, so I'll just read that quickly. It says, But you are not like that. You're a chosen people, a royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Okay, so in that verse, we can see two things, our identity and our mission. Identity, God has called us out as priests, as a holy nation, as his very own possession and our mission is to show others the goodness of God. So how can I as a child of God proclaim the beauty of Jesus? How can I as a child of God show others the goodness of God? How can I as a child of God show others God's greatness and excellence so that's the overarching question that we're looking to address today uh, when we break into our groups. So the passage for today is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 to 25. Would someone like to read that quickly just before we break up? Beloved, 
I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honourable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honour everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if you, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if you, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was revealed, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He, bore, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Now I encourage you to start going through these questions I'm about to read out. You can find them in the description of the podcast as well. Firstly, read it again, 1 Peter 2, 11-25, and think, who are we? What are some of the phrases Paul uses to describe the followers of Christ in verse 11? Maybe have a think about what it means to be a refugee or stranger in a country. What is a mindset of a refugee or a stranger? And how does this mindset inform the way refugees slash strangers live their lives? After you've done that section, you want to move on to section 2, which is studying the behaviours described in verses 13 and 20. And have a think how Christians, as people chosen and belonging to God, proclaim his praises before others. You can also read Matthew 5, verses 16, and Ephesians 2 to 10 to help you. Finally, have a think about a perfect example of our Lord Jesus Christ that is shown in verses 21 to 25. And once you've done those three questions, have a think of how we can apply what you've thought about today from the life of Christ in our daily lives. I'm going to play a bit of music and in about 10 seconds the rest of the preach will carry on. But please, I encourage you to do pause and do spend some time reflecting. The questions, again, can be found in the show notes. So sorry, we're going to have to round up now. So sorry. So I'm going to come round um, each group and I'm going to get you to answer one of the questions. 
up on the screen. So we'll start with that group. So can you take the first question? So who are we? And what are some of the phrases Paul uses to describe the followers of Christ in verse 11? Discuss what it means to be a refugee or a stranger in a country. What is the mindset of a refugee? And how does this mindset inform the way that we live our lives? So a few questions there. Is, uh, who wants to answer that? <laughs> I think your husband is... Um, oh, is this, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, you've been, you've been volunteered to answer question one. So, yeah. first one. We said that we are God's chosen and we said we are foreigners in this land, and Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And apologies again. I don't know why I thought that. Okay. So, um, yeah, so just to summarize, um, it's, it's really important for us as Christians to always remember who we are. Uh, the Bible describes us as refugees, as strangers in this world. So, you know, that should inform the way we live our lives on a daily basis. Um, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too overwhelmed and too immersed in the things of this world. Uh, don't allow that to consume you and become the, what you think about all the time. And don't allow that to become what you live for as well. So when you remember that you're a stranger and our citizenship is the kingdom of God, that should help you, you know, live your life on earth in such a way that reflects that identity. Okay. Second question. Studied the behaviors in verse 13 to 20 and discuss how Christians as people chosen and belonging to God should proclaim his praises before others. So I'll just, I'll just get Cheese to quickly read verse 13 to 20 and then I'll get someone from this group to, to answer question two. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honour the emperor. Slaves in reverent fear of God. Submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, 
but also to those who are harsh. For it, is, for it is commendable if somebody bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it, but if you suffer for doing good and endure it? This is commendable before God. Thanks, Jess. Okay, so he wants to... Who wants to answer a question to you? <laughs> People keep getting volunteered by, by others, so let's see if they're, if they're happy to take it up. Take it yes. Up. So we, we look at the attributes of, um, of Christian and what God wants us to do. We, in fact, in Ephesians, we talk about the God's masterpiece, the God's workmanship, created in Christ, Jesus, to do good work. So what are the good works God wants us to do? What are the attributes that God has asked us to do? That was the obey authority to ask our light to shine in this world. We also look at, um, we talked about the story of, story of the book of Daniel, of the three Hebrews, where they lived in a, in a country where they had to bow down to the king. But the Bible says they proposed in their hearts, they did not do that. Even though, so for example, let's go back to, so immigrants, you know, you come with your, as immigrants, you come with your own attributes, your own identity, your own values, your own belief system. As children of God, we are so children of God that we have our value in Christ, we have our identity in Christ. So that means that when we, when we are in this world, we don't live as though we are bound. We believe as kingdom children, with a kingdom perspective. That even though we are in this world, our identity is in Christ. So that means that what is God asking us to do? He said that we should not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but we transform by the reign of our hearts. That means everything we do should be in our perspective. You know, show respect, follow what God wants you to do, let your life shine in this world. So part of those attributes is what God expects of us as children of God. Okay. Thank you very much. Anyone want to add anything else? Okay. So, um, the way we proclaim God's praise is by being different, first and foremost. If we're the same as everyone else, then what's the point? So, someone, was there a hand up? Yes, okay. So what's, what's the point if you're the same as everyone else, you know, and someone came up to you and said, oh, I've got this wonderful gift or, you know, I want you to do something else or be like me and the person is exactly the same as you, that makes no sense at all. So you hear people say, why do I need your God? Because we're the same. So the first um, the first thing to, to look at is how can I be different from everyone else? God has called us out to be different. This is why in the Old Testament you see that he called the children of Israel. He said, I'm calling you out of the nations to be my people, to, to serve me in a different way. And he gave them the Ten Commandments so that they can be different from all of the nations around them. Thank you. Right, so 
I'm going to do my best to explain my perspective on this. I'm going to use some illustrations, so I hope I come across uh, clearly enough. So, the first stumbling block you will face when trying to be different is a feeling of discomfort. You see, when you want to be different in the midst of people who have a common perspective, there's a feeling of discomfort because you feel weird, you feel unusual. But we are supposed to strive to get to a place where that feeling of discomfort becomes something we're used to and we no longer have a problem with it. So the first illustration I will use is, if you want to learn how to swim, that your natural disposition is to sink into water. Gravity wants to bring you down into the water. So that process is uncomfortable. You have to learn how to survive in the water, how to breathe when you're swimming. You have to learn how to stay afloat. You have to practice staying above the water in order to become comfortable in water. It is the same thing in our faith. There is room, there is need for practice. Mm. And what I mean by that is you have to practice being comfortable, being different. Mm. So I'll give you one of the examples. If you're in the midst of work colleagues and they're gossiping about someone and you know it is wrong to do that, and they turn to you and go, yeah, what are you getting about this person? When you say, I'd rather not talk about him because he's not here to defend himself, you're going to get strange looks. Mm. Because what's wrong with you? What's your problem? And that will bring discomfort. That will make you feel like you're not a team player, you're not one of the guys, you're not one of the girls. Mm. But you have to learn to be fine with that feeling. And in order to learn to be fine with that feeling, you're going to have to do it regularly. If you say, I'm just going to walk away, you're not overcoming that feeling. So that means someday, when it comes up again, you wouldn't have built the muscle of comfort in being different. So just like with swimming, if you say, I don't know how to swim, so I'm not going to avoid water, you will not learn how to swim. So one day when you face in the water, you will drown. So in order to overcome the fear of water, you're going to have to get in the water and practice swimming. So it's the same thing. If you, if you, I tell my kids all the time, if you're in the mess room at school, and you know that at home you would normally pray before eating your meal, and everybody else is not praying, you start praying, they look at you like, what? what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And it makes you feel uncomfortable. You have to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So that even if they call you a weirdo, you are fine with it. But that will take practice. It will take practice. So that can be applied to every other area. When it comes to being different and being set apart, you have to practice it and learn to be fine with it. And that's where the boldness comes in. That's when the boldness comes in to even pray in the midst of people who and don't want to hear anything about God. It doesn't just come just because you believe in your head. You have to practice being different and learn to be comfortable with being different irrespective of what people think about you. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. So it's the mindset. There's, there's being different in your actions, but it's being different in your mindset. If you can first achieve the mindset, then following through with being different in your lifestyle becomes easier. So I hope it makes sense. Yes. Thanks, Emeka. Thanks, Emeka. So I'm please. Four more minutes. Question four. Sorry, I like the difference, but the key thing is, it makes it look as if it's something we have to do. There is something that Christ has done inside of us. He said he gave us a new heart and a new spirit that enables us to do that. So, I can't be kind like any unbeliever can be kind. 
But that is not what Christianity is all about. It's about a life of Jesus that has been given to us. That, let me take a typical example just for two minutes. If you have a pig, a pig loves where it's very dirty. So let's assume I'm a pig. And I'm, but now Christ has removed what makes me a pig and given me the life of a cat. What does a cat like? A, a cat does not like where it's messy. So if I'm still a pig, but the life of the pig has been removed, the heart of a pig has been removed from me, and I have the new life of a cat. So I don't behave like a pig anymore. I'm now behaving like a cat. That is the main difference between a Christian and someone who's doing. So it's not something I'm trying to do. It's a life that I've already inherited in Christ Jesus. I was chosen and given a life. That is the secret. So it's not trying to be kind. It's not trying to... We have that life inside of us. And as you now come into the word of God, we are now empowered to live that life. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, this is what the Bible talks about in verse 11 when it says, the, the desires, the bodily desires that wage war against your spirit. Because God has changed us from the inside, but we still live in a world where we have all of these desires and that's where that battle comes in. So, uh, thank you. We're going to skip question three and go straight to question four. Um, so, I think there's two groups who haven't said anything. So, I'm going to come to this group. Who wants to um, take question four? So, how can we apply these lessons to our everyday lives? So, we're all going to go leave the church in a few minutes and then we're going to go back into work, into school, you know, anywhere we're going to spend the rest of the week, how can we take these lessons that we've learned and apply them to our everyday lives? <laughs> Are you happy to take it? Okay. We're all here for a time, we won't be here forever. Some people might be scared of it, but that's not the truth. Because everyone is going to go one day. But you need to be good for friends. Wherever you find yourself, that you saw this life that I have is the life of God in you. This life that I have is the life of Christ in you. So, uh, so it's kind of that, that's Mm. He came here as a human. He felt everything that we feel. So as I said, they might call you a yearly. So you're not here because of Christ in you. You don't have to be like everybody else. You have to be kind. All the things God told us to be patient, to be kind, to be resilient. He showed it everywhere. That's what brings people nearer to Christ. Okay, I'm doing this to you with suffering. But he's not complaining. So I think from everything we've learned, we should be resilient. Be prayerful. At least suffering. If nobody is doing the same for our children, you don't have to be like every other child. You need to pray. Once you submit to God, you pray and worship everything. You need to those truths. You become more confident and bold in the things of Christ. And definitely, when it's time for you to go, you don't have to put anything in vanity. No matter how you divorce, the work, the money, the clothes, the shoes, they are nothing. Because those they will eat everything. As we came in empty, we go empty. But we should keep all the traits of Christ love, kindness, patience, so that everybody knows that once you go, you need it. 
Thank you. Yeah, um, I hear what, 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 what you're saying there, but I think to, I'm not different from what you're saying, but I had said something I thought was quite important and then to um, Yes, Christ is made of something, but there is a flesh that we bought, that is all we bought out there, what God actually has given us naturally. And so therefore, as a result, the future says that to make our point and election sure. There's something that you have on a daily basis. And the power of God has to grow inside of you. Because if that power is not there, at the point of that test, you will fail. It's true that the Bible is talking seven times and you give up. But we've got to practice that particular thing. There's things that God said we should do. There are two that He's given us. To have courage with one another, to be honest with one another to read the scriptures, fall over it, meditate on it, what does it mean, and have a, a concrete relationship with God. It's in that relationship, you know, the song that we sang, whom the Son has made free, he is free indeed. He's not set free, actually, he's made free. You can set a bird free from a cage, but he's not free. You can put a man in prison, but if they're made free, they're free indeed. So when you're made free inside of yourself, that's when you have the power, like you quite said. My father had given me the power to lay down my life. He was given to it and he maintained it to the things that he did. So we've got to maintain this lifestyle. So that power is constantly active in our life. So at the point of adversity, we're ready to deal with anything that comes our way. Amen. Thank you. And I think just one minute to round up. Um, I'm just going to repeat something that uh, Zoe said in our study, which I think was really good. Um, the more we allow our identity to shine, the more our lives will preach the gospel. This is more important than the words that we say. So when we say preach the gospel, first and foremost is the life that we live, not just the words that we speak. I would even say, go as far as saying it's detrimental to preach the gospel with words if your life doesn't actually marry up to the things that you, that you say, because then people will just call you a hypocrite and you can actually be more, be more damaging to the gospel. So as we go into the world and as we live our lives on a daily basis, let us remember that our lives and our identity as children of God should preach the gospel. We should be different. People should be curious and want to know what, why, why are you different? Why don't you worry about the UK being in another recession? Why, don't you, why are you not passionate about making money and you know, all of these things that, we're, that consume us on a daily basis? Why don't you gossip? Why don't you, you know, kind of talk, about, talk down about the authority, about, about management, about all of those things? Why are you like this? Why are you loving? Why are you kind? Why are you always speaking the truth? Why are you fair? These are the things that will preach the gospel even louder than the words that we speak. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining with us today. We hope you got a lot out of it. Now next week we are back with Big Church, Sunday the 3rd of March. You can all, everyone is at Harris Academy, Chafford 100 on our Chafford 100 site. It'll be a great time. Please make if you can. But it will be live streamed. We will, of course, have this online after as well. We hope you have a great week. Goodbye.